0: Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlinnCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Glenn and as always, I am so grateful to God for us being here together on this episode number 258 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, I've recently celebrated a milestone in my life, and I'd like to continue that conversation somewhat. So please take this time to go ahead and get your bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Bling well, encourages you. It's coming to you with living the life for life. That's what's coming up next. Family, welcome. Hey there, BCU fam. Blend from BlendCouragesYou here with another podcast on the go. So the last time we were together, I had told you all that the Lord blessed me to celebrate our uh, thirty years of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Nineteen ninety two, August twenty third was the day that the Lord saved me and I was reborn. And I, I, I tell you, if that was one. Of the best days in my life, if not the best day, I should say, in my life. There's been some other great days and some other wonderful days, but that was the best thing that I have done in my life, and I thank God for it. I also had said to you all that I would talk about living the life and how to do that with God's help. And uh, I also realized that in the podcast, I spoke about. My previous podcast spoke about being raised in the love and admonition of the Lord and not always appreciating it. And I'm not sure that I went into a lot of detail there. So, what I'd like to do is to talk about that and then let's talk about living this life to live again. So, if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, it's a good idea to get the context of the comment. But I had mentioned that as a young person, as a youngster, I did not always appreciate the fact that we lived in a godly household. Now, let me be very clear. When I say godly household, uh, we were there were certain rules that we needed to abide by. And part of those rules were that uh, we obviously did not swear, uh, where there was no sort of violence that went on in the house, things like that. And that, that's fine. That's one thing. Uh, One thing that I didn't like, though, uh, as a youngster, is being different from everyone else. Now, I feel like in the generation that we're in now, that children or young people can be more of themselves and not be as concerned about fitting in. And it just could be me as an adult looking at, at young people now. Maybe it is. And I've seen some uh, wonderfully, just wonderful saved people that are, young people that are not trying to fit in at all. And even some that are not saved but still don't want to fit in. And I think there's more of a, it seems like there's more of a comfort level where that's concerned. could just be me. I just know that when I was growing up, I wanted to be like everybody else and have experiences like them so for example I can remember one of my friends talking about how her grandmother who was you know young at the time was still out at the clubs (laughs) and some of the parents of course were clubbing and doing things and the young you know we're young kids and sitting around the lunch table or what have you and they're sharing these experiences and I could not speak to that So that's something that I I didn't like. I know it sounds silly now, but, you know, when you're 10 years old or whatever, you want to just fit in with everybody else. The other thing that made me stand out a lot in my young days is that I wore skirts and dresses. Now, uh, my parents, uh, my mom in particular, and the church that I grew up in were pants were for men skirts were for women now i'm not here today to debate any of that that's just the way that it was and although i was not saved, my mom did not believe in me having a plethora of pants to wear now i did wear them on occasion if we went on like a school trip or something i remember like a purple pair i can remember that that far back and i think there was one other pair that i had for you know just such occasions like that but um Um, did not wear pants at all Uh, I shouldn't say at all very rarely in my young formative years now when I got to middle school I believe we needed to wear shorts for gym and I believe that I was allowed to do that because it was part of the curriculum so I I was able to do that and then um, as I got older and started working that was probably one of the first things I did. <laughs> I could not wait, BCU fam, to get my own money because my, my parents, my mom would say, listen, when you get old enough to buy your own things, then you can buy what you want to. And if she was buying them, she would buy what she wanted us to have. Now, we had a say-so in the colors and the style and some things like that. We had some say-so, but there were certain things she just was not buying, and we had to live with that so because of that uh, i could not wait to get a little money and i i remember still the first pair of pants that I, I bought uh they were i don't know some sort of um i can't even think of what they're called now they went to the knees it's been so long and i had a purple pair and a black pair and they had a little white stripe down the side oh you couldn't tell me anything <laughs> i bought all kinds of lee jeans in high school and yeah i i tell you you could not tell me a thing but again, we just thank God. It was just something that I wanted to do. And, and I will say that on that wise, I thank God for my parents because they did give us those, those choices and they gave us some latitude and some freedom. So growing up in a godly home wasn't a no, no, no to everything. It, there was some decision making and and some free will to a degree. Uh, we, We're not allowed to listen to the music that we liked in a loud way. Uh, We received radios, all of us, at one point, uh, I believe it was for Christmas. And my mom said, You play whatever you want to play. I just don't want to hear it. And I thank God for that. And for her, because while gospel music was what was played in the house in the main room, we were able to play what we wanted to in uh, the, the privacy of our rooms. And we thank God for that. So for those that may have young children and and of course you do what god tells you to do this is what how the lord led my parents but i think that it's important to not force certain things and i'll, I'll tell you this bcu fam because especially of the music and i loved my music and, and i still love music because of that because i knew the lord had already planted in me that i wanted to be saved and because of that while i love music i would not invest uh, lots of money in it because in my mind even at a young age i felt you know what i i don't want to spend a lot of money and invest a lot of money into uh, buying music knowing that i'm gonna have to get rid of it at some point in time isn't that something? So th- that free will helped us out, and I think the other thing too is is that we were mindful—at least myself—I shouldn't speak for my brothers—of of the music that we did listen to, and if it was if it was too much to the left. It wasn't something that um, I enjoyed, and I won't go into uh, some of the songs. We can have a personal conversation about that. I can remember some popular artists in my time, and some of the the lyrics were a little questionable, and I just I didn't enjoy that. Didn't want to sing that, you know. Was was didn't want to offend God. So that's just the the love and the admonition of the Lord, you know, coming on in. So there's that part. So there were some things that I didn't enjoy. You know, I didn't also enjoy sometimes when we had to, you know, be at church for uh, two services or whatever the case may be. I didn't always enjoy that, but uh, it wasn't something that turned me away from God. Okay. Now, let's talk about living the life and why I say that and, and when I say living the life BCU fam I am certainly not intimating that I always did things correctly and always got it right it's important though that we make sure that we are saved according to Acts 2.38 So, uh, we just as a recap repentance is required for salvation so we have to repent You have to be baptized in Jesus name, and you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's salvation right there, and that's what gets things started. It's the basis, and it's what gets things started for us. It gets salvation started, and when I say live the life, what's important for us to keep in mind is is that it doesn't stop there, and what I found in my experience is is that we will rest on Acts 2.38, Yes, and then there are other things that are left undone. Lord, I thank you in here today because I feel my help coming on that we leave other parts of things undone. For example, um, it's important that the people of God are not gossipy. Now, I've shared this experience probably in a couple of podcasts and in the live uh, teachings that I do on Thursdays where... As a younger person and hanging around with some of the uh, older young people (laughs) when I first got saved, a common occurrence that would happen is that they would discuss people and their business. They would discuss what someone wore, they would discuss what's going on in the house. And because I was young and impressionable, and because I didn't know any better, I thought that this was just normal. I didn't think anything of it. Heard it for, you know, a a good while. I'll just say it that way so I don't reveal anyone's identity. And I engaged in these conversations unknowingly. I know. I, I honestly didn't know any better. I really didn't. Now... Because I was a young one in the Lord, and maybe the Lord had tapped me on the shoulder and told me about this, probably, I'm sure the Lord did in sermons and prayer and what have you, and I just didn't hear the Lord's voice at that particular time. There's no one, I would say, uh, experience that stood out to me where the Lord told me to stop. The Lord got my attention though one day, and I'll tell you what happened. So I happened to be in a situation at a job. Where it wasn't one of my best days. This was years and years ago. It wasn't one of my best days. As a matter of fact, I think there was a series of days that just weren't going well. You know, just It was one thing after another. It might have been a week or so. I'm not 100% sure because this was so long ago. And I had to have a talk with my superior about what was going on and you know what happened with this particular uh, customer or whatever the case may be. And there was a friend of mine who happened to be in on the conversation, you know, between my superior and myself. And uh, I just, I just had a, you know, once I talked to superior and we left the office or whatever, I just, I just had a complete like, uh, you know, it was one of those days where it was just the the emotion built up where I just had to let it all out. I, I, I just did. And I thank God because um, the friend was there and said, you know, come on, let's 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 head to the restroom. Let's wash your face, you know, get you just, you know, let's let's get you some water. You know, just let's let's just start all over again. It's OK. So I was appreciative of, of friend and, and working things out and helping me out. And I don't know that I had gotten to my desk. Good. I came back to my desk. And I got a phone call from someone in a completely different state who was a co-worker that said, hey, I heard what happened. Sorry to hear that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, listen, <laughs> how do you know what happened? This this happened probably 10 minutes ago. You're not even in the same building. How do you know? And it was friend who had taken it upon themselves to call this person and tell them what happened and it got back to me just that quickly so I have to tell you BCU fam that I was infuriated because this was not a situation that was public it wasn't for this person to talk about what are you doing and I confronted the individual now because again the individual didn't think anything of it wasn't It wasn't trying to be malicious. It was part of what they, I guess, normally did. Uh, They did profusely apologize and said that it would not happen again. In my fury, though, the Lord very clearly told me, BCU fam, that this is what it was like or what it felt like when I was engaging in similar behavior. And because of that, because of that lesson that the Lord taught me it delivered me from being messy when it comes to people and their business and I praise God for that because I I had to go through it and I even thank God for a friend who did what they did, we thank God for them and we're fine now but what I'm saying is, is that it prepared me to learn how to keep someone's confidence and not to go around blabbing about people and what's going on with them. And it took me to where I am, you know, in the positions and places that I've been even until now. And I thank God for it because uh, I have been tested. And meaning that people want to come to me with certain things or they're asking me about things about people and stuff like that. And I'm I'm not at liberty to discuss that because it's between myself and the person. So I say all of that to say that God is he. Lord, I thank you in here today. I thank you that God has standards for us. BCU fam for those of us that know the Lord. And it's not enough for me to just say, Well, you know, I'm saved according to Acts 238. I have to actually live this. And living it means is that I need to hear what God is saying through His word, through prayer, through the preach word, through the taught word, through my quiet times. And when the Lord sees a, a performance gap, an area of opportunity where I need to do better then that's what I need to do. And that's what I'm talking about. We need to examine ourselves. The Lord will let you know. He'll let you know the areas in which we need to come up to his standard. It's not enough. It's not enough just to repent. It's not enough to be baptized in Jesus. It's not enough. It's, it's where we start. It's the foundation. And we can't do anything outside of that. We've got to do better. We also, another area is is that how are we doing with forgiveness? This is living the life, BCU fam, because the number one sin, someone said to me, among Christians is not forgiving other people. We will do all of everything else. We will talk about how we don't lie and how we don't cheat and how we don't steal and how we don't club and how we don't smoke and how we don't drink. And we praise God for that. And if we've got the victory in those areas, how are we doing with forgiving one another? How are we doing with forgiving the person who continues to offend? How are we doing with that? And that's another area where the Lord had to to nudge me and let me know. I'll tell you this, that when I got saved initially... I was in the choir and doing uh, praise and worship and just coming to church and enjoying myself, just enjoying Jesus and just shouting and praising God. And I tell you, it was like I was on this cloud. I loved it. I enjoyed uh, being with the people of God. Every chance I got, I was at church and just rejoicing in Jesus. And there happened to be one night in my very quiet time. I think it was uh, it was probably a New Year's Eve because it was a very, it was a cold night. But nonetheless, I happened to just be watching television and uh, there was a very popular uh, preacher who I was watching and they were talking about forgiveness. And, you know, in that, that sermon, they were talking about how important it was to make sure that we actually did forgive. And as I was listening to what he was saying, the Lord let me know at that moment that I had some unforgiveness. I know that's not a word, but I had some unforgiveness that I was harboring toward an individual and I didn't even realize it. I hadn't seen this person. And again, I was newly saved. So I was just excited about salvation in Jesus. And the Lord let me know, you haven't forgiven so-and-so. And And when I, the Lord said it just as clear as I'm speaking to you. And when I realized that, The the flood of tears came and I had to repent and ask the Lord to forgive me because I did not realize that I was still uh, feeling a a little something toward this individual who had uh, hurt me very deeply. And I forgave the person and moved on from there. So this is what I mean, BCU fam, by living the life. We have to walk this out with God's help. Now, BCU fam, these are just two areas in which the Lord has had to uh, help me out. There are plenty. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you plenty. And let me just give you some, uh, just some scripture to back up what I was saying in regard to gossipy and speaking of people in the wrong way and then, uh, forgiveness. So James chapter three, uh, reminds us that sweet and bitter water should not come out of the same fountain and that, um, We are not to speak, we're not to bless the Lord with the same mouth and then curse man who's made in the similitude of God. And when we say curse, many people feel like those are words, of course, that are are foul uh, or swear words. Uh, when you when you uh, curse someone you don't speak well of them so we're supposed to speak well of people now there are situations that come up of course where we need to discuss something or to get a better understanding and God knows the difference between if we are trying to get an understanding or talking about talking over a situated situation with someone uh, to Get advice and counsel and things like that. That's one thing. It's very different, though, for me to get on the phone or to go to social media or to other people and then spread other people's business around and talk about them uh, in a way that does not glorify God. So that's what James chapter 3 is talking about because uh, we shouldn't have that happening. And then when it comes to forgiving people, Matthew chapter 18, starting, I believe, at verse number 21 or so right down to the end of the chapter, talks about what happens when we don't forgive people because uh, ultimately God has forgiven us for so many things that we've done. So we really don't have a right to harbor uh, uh unforgiveness toward another individual. We don't have any right to do that whatsoever. People do hurt us, and they do things, and they're repeat offenders, and there are ways that God will have us to deal with them so that um, He is honored and glorified in our lives. So... When you forgive someone, and I've talked about this before, it doesn't always mean that the relationship is restored back. It doesn't always mean that. Sometimes it takes some time, and sometimes it's best not to. Uh, That, of course, has to be done with the leading of the Lord, 100%. We don't want to go on our own there. But regardless of whether the relationship is restored or not, forgiveness is a must for anyone who names the name of Christ. So those are areas in which sometimes uh, the people of God, and again, I was caught up in that, uh, can fall short of what God would have for us, and that's not part of living the life. You know, it's one thing to... Be dressed a particular way, and to uh, to speak in a way where there's no foul language and things like that. That's one thing, but we've got to go deeper in that. There's more to it uh, to living the life of Christ in that. And it sounds like it could be hard or impossible. It's not. You know. Uh, it's a challenge. Absolutely. It's a challenge. When you want to please God, though, his commandments are not grievous. They're not heavy to us. And he knows how to help us to do exactly uh, what he is calling for us to do. God is not going to ask us to do anything and he's not going to help us to do. We just have to yield uh, to what he says versus what our uh, old nature wants to do. Amen. 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 Well, BCU fam, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and i hope that you did too and if so if you're so inclined and you're not already on the flingcouragesyou.com site please head over there Uh, at the end of this post you're going to see a comment section so go ahead and leave me a note and let's continue our conversation well, BCU fam, it is about time for me to sign off. Once again, this is Blend from BlenCouragesU.com. Thank you all so much for your prayer for support, uh, for listening, and for sharing uh, the podcast as well. Please continue to do that so that we can be an encouragement to everyone uh, who hears what the Lord has to say. And until, Lord will, the next time we are together, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, make a space to shine upon you and give you all peace as you stay on the wall.